Let's roll, baby. Welcome in to yet another edition of East Coast Bias right here on the Ringer Gambling Show. Of course, for our friends over at FanDuel TV, it's John Jastrzemski, Raheem Palmer, Joe House. And we begin, gentlemen, with our training camp breakdown preview. We got you covered every which way. We will be taking you through the next couple weeks going division by division by division, by division. So that way, when you hit week one of the NFL season, you are guns a-blazing, you are ready to go, and you feel as good as we do, quite frankly, about looking at who we like, who we don't, who we're looking to fade, who we're looking to take advantage of, and we take it from there. So, gentlemen, we are going to start the proceedings off on the East Coast. We are East Coast bias. So sorry, West Coast folks. You're going to have to wait a couple of weeks For us to get to the AFC and the NFC East, we're going to work our way around the country. And we've spent a good amount of time dissecting a lot of the storylines with the AFC East. We'll do that a little bit more in detail a little bit later on. But I do want to start house with the NFC East because the NFC East, you can make the argument, the best division maybe in the NFC. You have Philadelphia who went to the Super Bowl a year ago, loaded. Might have lost a few pieces, but still loaded across the board. You have Raheem's Dallas Cowboys, always a bridesmaid, never a bride, but they know how to win their games in a regular season. You have the Giants, who were fresh off going to the postseason last year. And then, I don't, I don't know, are they calling them the Commanders? Are they calling them the football team? Uh, are they going to have a different name? Who the hell knows? But whatever that team is in Washington, they are fourth as far as the odds are concerned. Let's start here, guys. How's I'm going to start with you. General take you have initial thought that comes to mind when you think about the 2023 NFC East. JJ, the word is ecstatic. I couldn't be happier. We're barely a week away from a radical rewriting of professional football in the nation's capital, baby. The C words are back. Who cares what the name is? It is hilarious that immediately. Uh, Matt Johnson and the new owner, Josh Harris, are allowing for the possibility that there will be a name change. Like on the list of things that are important, the name change is not at the top, but they're already trying to hit up the fan base with like, look, everything is about to be different. So there is a genuine enthusiasm, excitement. We, We are still in the honeymoon period right now down here in Washington And I know what the numbers seem to suggest about the forecast for the Washington professional football team this upcoming season. I say take all those numbers and throw them in the garbage. We're talking about human beings who have been living under a a rain, under a, a, a level of dark cloud that cannot be measured. An immeasurable daily dump. Walking in every day and feeling bad about what your circumstances are. That's not really the key item of this NFC East preview, but I had to get that off my chest. I mean, this is my first time with the boys. I'm glad that you did. Um, By the way, in case you're wondering, Philadelphia minus 115 to win the division. Dallas plus 175. The Giants at plus 700. And why do I bring this up, House? Your commanders, 13 to 1 to win the NFC. So Raheem, listen, we know House might want to sprinkle. He's feeling all the good vibes. He's just fearing uh, extra delirious here as we get started for the NFC's preview. Who's more vulnerable though, Raheem, in your opinion? Dallas and Philly, I think both, everybody and their mother thinks they will be playoff teams. They're two of the most talented teams in the NFC. If you're going to go into this though and say, I think this team's a little bit more vulnerable going into 2023. Philly or your Cowboys? It's by far the Philadelphia Eagles. Look, we already know the history of the of the NFC East. We haven't seen a repeat champion in 18 years since 2004 when the Philadelphia Eagles ran off their fourth straight division title. However, they come into this year and they lose both their offensive and defensive coordinator. So that's a big loss already. You look at the history of Super Bowl losers. They tend to go under their win total. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals, they did buck the trend last year 
but we've seen the Super Bowl loser go under in five out of the last eight seasons. You lose both coordinators. I know they did re-sign James Bradbury and Darius Slay, but last year this Philadelphia Eagles team had one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. This year it gets much tougher. So I think the Eagles are very vulnerable. Fascinating. I'm looking at a win total house. Under 11 and a half, it sure seems like the folks over at FanDuel Sportsbook are backing Raheem's narrative there as far as under wins are concerned for the Philadelphia Eagles. I understand a little instability in the coaching staff, offensive, defensive coordinators. The one caveat, though, House, still a lot of talent on that team. Well-coached offensively, Jalen Hurts being able to make plays with his legs, the two great wide receivers. Uh, I can see why under 11.5 is the play and why is the popular trend, but I still look at the weakness of the conference and the Eagles still, to me, profile as one of the better teams here in a weak conference. So I, I feel like I'm not going to go near that. I get Raheem's logic. I do. I can that, easily I, see I, Dallas let me be, let me be clear. Let me be clear. Yes. I'm not going under 11 and a half for okay, the Philadelphia Eagles. You, you, you asked me who was the most vulnerable out of the Eagles and the Cowboys. Oh, so, but curiously, I said the though, Eagles. Why, why Philadelphia, you, not Dallas? I think the Cowboys are probably the best team in the NFC. If they could get over their playoff demons. I think that's the biggest question yeah. right here. No, but I mean, like, I mean, we're talking on paper right now. On paper, when I look at the rosters, and I just think the, the, the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC. But you asked me who's the most vulnerable. You didn't ask me would I go under their win total. <laughs> I'm it. not going under their win total. So like, when I look field. at the Philadelphia Eagles, I think the Philadelphia Eagles, they could start off hot. Look at their schedule to start the year. They got New England. They got Minnesota. They got Tampa Bay. They got Washington. They got the Rams. Their first five games are pretty sweet. It's weeks nine through 18 when things get tougher. I mean, when you look at week nine, they got the Cowboys. Then they go on the road to play the Chiefs. Then they play Buffalo. Then they play San Francisco. Then they play at Dallas. And then they play at Seattle. That's a tough stretch right there. So I think if they start the year off hot, I kind of want to grab another team in the NFC, but I just think they don't have the easy schedule that they had last year. I'm not going under their win total. I'm not touching it, but I just don't think that they're going to have the success that they had last year. So JJ, I agree with dream. If we're comparing Dallas and Philadelphia and saying, which of these two teams is a more likely candidate for a slight step backwards. And I think that dreams, uh, you know, analysis is, is, is sound. The one thing that I think, you know, about the Philadelphia situation, I don't look at the loss of the the two coordinators necessarily as a bad thing. I think that Jonathan Gannon departure creates opportunities for this Eagles defense. I'm not sure that that uh, I, I, I mark that as a net negative for the Eagles. And Sirianni on the play calling, now he and Shane Steichen had a terrific, uh, you know, symbiosis there. But I, I think Sirianni and, and you know, the, the new offensive coordinators, the quarterback coach is Brian Johnson, a guy that was there for the enormous improvement in Jalen Hurts. So they're all on the same page. I'm not worried one bit about, you know, the, whether those those uh, coordinator departures are going to impact this team. The, 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 the challenge for the team is the personnel departures. I mean, they lost some some heavy hitters. Uh CJ Gardner Johnson is a loss. Javon Hargrave's a, 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 a loss. Um, you know, they they still have Jordan Smith coming back. If Smith, I mean, Jordan Davis, if Jordan Davis could be healthy the whole year, that's a run stopping, uh, you know, a crucial element to the to the defense. But I, I think, you know, for, for Philadelphia, they showed us who they in, intend to be. Their first half dominance last year you know, puts them in all time kind of a stratosphere, the way that they went out and won the first half of every football game and then just held on for the second half. They didn't have to play 60 minutes in hardly any of the football games that they played last year because they were so dominant in, in the first half. They had by score deferential, like uh, number seven in the history of the NFL in terms of getting out to a lead and, and holding on. They had very good um, injury luck on the offensive line. And they have a very, very good offensive line, arguably, you know, the best offensive line in the in the entire conference, not just the division, but the conference top three for sure. If you want to, like, try and nitpick a little bit. So they have to have that. 
They have to have what they got last year, which was 70 sacks, their ability to generate pressure defensively. The secondary, you know, bringing back Slay uh, was crucial. They did that. I I like the Eagles to get to to over. I'm not going to bet them in any which way because last year was the opportunity to bet them. We we saw the schedule. We saw the opportunity. We essentially gambled on a big jump in performance by Jalen Hurts, and that happened. Now they are the hunted. Let's see. But they have the talent to withstand it. Okay, Raheem. Dallas. 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. You like that number or is it totally overvalued? I don't think it's overvalued at all. I, I like the Cowboys futures. I like the Cowboys over nine and a half wins. I think you can play the Cowboys to win the NFC East. I think what is that plus 190 at this point, plus 175. I think you can play that. And I also think you can play them to win the Super Bowl. I think this is a team that if you look at last year, they were second in EPA per play on defense. They were top 10 in EPA per play on offense and Dak Prescott missed five games. And he also turned the ball over more than any other quarterback in the league. So I think when you get some improvement from Dak Prescott, I, I think that defense is still the same with Michael, Michael Parsons. I think this is a team last year. They won, they were 12 and five and Dak Prescott missed five games. So I, I like this Cowboys team. I think they have it together on both sides of the ball. Obviously you throw Ezekiel Elliott into the bushes and you're going to play top 20 pilot more. So you're going to be a little bit more explosive. I just think the Cowboys team, they're primed to make a run this year. Now I still don't necessarily trust the coaching. I mean, Mike McCarthy is just super suspect in that area. I, I'm not really sh- buying in on, on Schottenheimer, but I, I think the numbers are there. And it's pretty clear that this Cowboys team is for real. So I think you, you can you can play that number. And I think you have a positive expectation. Listen, yeah, Jay- they're in the right conference. That's what it boils down to, House. To me, Dallas and Philadelphia, say what you want about either one of those teams. They're in the right conference. There's opportunity in the NFC to maybe go on a playoff run, even if you don't believe, let's say, necessarily in coaching quarterback because there's no Mahomes, there's no Burrow, and there's none of these juggernauts that you have in the AFC maybe staring you in the face. JJ, I love Dallas. I absolutely would would like to invest heavily in Dallas this upcoming season. They impressed me so much last season. They validated the the change in direction, the change in personnel, and really, you know, the 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 godsend that Micah Parsons was in terms of rebranding, refashioning a defense on the fly. Three years ago, they had one of the worst defenses in the league. They are coming now off of back-to-back 12-win seasons at Dallas Cowboys, and it's because of the defense. Dream mentioned that they had five games without Dak Prescott. They went 4-1 and one in those games. They went 4-1 and one because that defense is outstanding. They are fast. They are opportunistic. 60, 67 turnovers. They have, they're coming off of back-to-back double-digit uh, turnover differential. So they're, they're, this is not something that happens very often in the NFL where you secure more uh, turnovers than your opponents over the course of, of the season, and they're doing it in, in double-digit fashion. It's a, it's a badass defense. The thing that is concerning is twofold, and it's, it's the obvious stuff. It's Mike McCarthy as play caller, and he, you know, all of the public uh, pronouncements about, uh, you know, three runs in the cloud of dust. I honestly feel like some of that's a rope-a-dope because they don't have the personnel for it. They might ultimately end up with Ezekiel Elliott back in the fold, right? There, there are a bunch of, of running backs that haven't been signed yet that might be guys capable of, of 22 to 25 carries. It, it could be, one of them could be Zeke. Um, but, you know, the, the Mike McCarthy question is out there and the other question is Dak. But the, the sub-elements to that are crucial skill positions on offense. You have Tony Pollard as your featured back, but that's not a guy that you want running the football 22 to 25 times. You don't want him conventionally running. You want him out in space. You have to create space for him. You want him catching passes out of the backfield. The the depth at running back is a concern. And then tight end, they lost Schultz. The, 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 The two tight ends they're looking at are Jake Ferguson and Luke Schumacher. Now Schumacher is supposed to be kind of a, uh, Dalton Schultz 2.0 remains to be seen. Um, those those positions, you have to give me a little more confidence because that dictates 
whether or not Dak is going to have a bounce back season. He had his worst uh, turnover season of his career last year. Right, 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 Dream? Oh, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> like, so it's just I, I mean, you look at I think he threw two interceptions in like in six games uh, of the, the the last 11 games last year. So and you saw the interceptions that he threw against the 49ers in the postseason. So I think he really hurt us, but I, I think he'll be better this year. So um, I'm expecting an improvement from Dak Prescott this year. And I, I just think, you know, like, <sighs> I just think the defense is really going to carry us. So if he doesn't make any mistakes, like I just I, I think the Cowboys are, are the cream of the crop, and I think you can take them to win the NFC. Boys high on the Cowboys going into the start of the year. We'll get to the win total, though, because to me it's something to watch here in the NFC East. Raheem hit on it with Philadelphia. We're going to hit on it with another team that made the playoffs out of this division and how schedule could really dictate the shape of things to come. We'll get to the Giants and the Seawards. Then we got the AFC East to break down. We got a lot more to do. The East Coast Bias Boys coming right back. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in president-select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability, no system. No matter how advanced can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions, always drive safely. So last year, Mr. Treat, you were very bullish and were very high on the New York football giants. The giants who had a new head coach, the giants who had a very low win total, the giants who had absolutely no expectations. They didn't pick up the fifth year option on Daniel Jones. They go 9-7-1, they make the playoffs, and they win outright on the road against Minnesota Wild Card Weekend. I'm in New York City, so now expectations have been ratcheted up a little bit from a Giant perspective. The Giants still in wait-and-see mode as far as totally loading up the roster. They're still trying in some ways to clean up the mess that Dave Gettleman left behind. Last year, Dream... You were all over buying low on the Giants. Schedule. Their schedule is far more daunting this year, especially out of the gate, than it was a season ago. Are you selling the 2023 New York Giants? I'm selling the 2023 New York Giants, but I'm not going to play their win total under just because I have that much respect for Brian Dable. I think this win total is set perfectly as it is. Well, you have it at now. I think it opened at eight and a half. It got bet down is now down to seven and a half, but I'm just not buying it. I mean, this is a team that overperformed their Pythagorean expectation last year. I felt like they had an easy schedule, but they really dominated in one score games. I mean, like they were really lucky to win some of those games. You look at the game against Tennessee where they had to come back and Tennessee missed the field goal at the end of the game. And they actually had to go for two to take the lead. You look at the game against the Baltimore Ravens. They were down 10 in the fourth quarter and Baltimore just started turning the ball over at will. So I think they, Brian Daybull, he really put them in good situations. He got Daniel Jones running the ball. You had Saquon Barkley healthy. But this defense was absolutely awful. And I don't see what they did to truly improve the defense. Last year, they were 28th in EPA per play. 
I'm just not buying this team. I think the win total is is dead on, so I'm not going to play them under. But, I mean, they should probably be like a 6-7 win team. Yeah, JJ, I'm right there with Dream. I I think what we saw last year was something that I'm really hoping we see with the Washington team this upcoming year, even though the, the, the personnel change is at the very top here in Washington. But New York caught a lot of teams by surprise because they showed up with <laughs> institutional, uh, uh, you know, diligence. They showed showed up with, you know, not beating themselves. They, they were uh, the only team in the NFL to have not led any games coming into last season. And then they 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 took a lead and 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 won against Tennessee in the first week of the season and had a one and zero record. It was the first time they had a winning record in in, in several years. So they they kind of served notice that it was you know a, a new version of the Giants. I think this year is the transition year that we might have anticipated last year, and they did secure the most important thing. By a long shot. And that was having Saquon Barkley back in the fold, notwithstanding, you know, the sort of standoff about his his extension, his agreeing to take the 11 million bucks and, you know, come in and and power through this season. Credit to him for wanting to be part of this situation. He is, you know, honestly, Daniel Jones should be taking some of his contract and he should be sharing it with Saquon. That that if fair was fair because Daniel Jones is singularly dependent in a way that I can't think of any other combination in the entire league, singularly dependent on Saquon for all of the efficiency that, that Daniel Jones enjoys. It's the first time that Saquon was healthy for a full season last year. And so you're rooting. If you're, if you're on the giants over, you're counting on that, but you can't overstate how important Saquon is to, to, to that offense. They still have, Enormous questions at wide receiver. They still have a substandard uh, offensive line. They still have a defense, you know, with, with Wink Martindale. Their uh, approach is to get those those dogs up front into the quarterback and make the quarterback uncomfortable with pass rush. But their secondary remains substandard. They're out on an island. They're still, you know, uh, committing a lot of defensive penalties in the secondary. So, you know, this Giants team, I'm fine with with eight wins out of giving respect to to, to Dayball. But it, to me, it's a it's a stay away. I don't think they're making the playoffs in the NFC, and I don't think that we're going to see them winning, you know, uh, uh, going eight, four and one in one score games. Last year, they were two and seven against teams that ended up the, 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 the season with winning record. That's the version of the New York Giants that I expect to see. And the thing you have to remember, the NFC East this year, the reason that we keep talking about some of these teams you know, not meeting the level of success of, of last year, they play the AFC East. So that everybody's schedule in the AFC East this year is harder, including the Giants. Well, think about it, House. They got the AFC South last year. They beat Tennessee in week one. They got Jacksonville before Jacksonville kind of figured out what they were as a football team. And then the other two teams were a total dumpster fire in the Texans and the Indianapolis Colts, who they got at the end of the year. The Giants went 4-0 against the AFC South last season. I think it's a fair bet to say they are not going to go 4-0 against the AFC East and the talent that's coming out of the AFC East. Look, the only hesitation I have in the Giant under because I think everything you guys detailed as far as this being a transition year, the Giants maybe being more talented than they were last year, adding Darren Waller, adding some veterans at wide receiver. But like last year, everything went right for them. They're one of those obvious, hey, everything broke a certain way for a first-year head coach. They could be better. They could have more talent and be a eight-win team. Like I, I think there's an avenue for that. The only reason I'm not betting this under, because everything that has been detailed here is accurate. I'm scared of the coach because he is fantastic in squeezing the most out of town. Like, I thought that was obvious. He and Wink Martindale got everything they could out of the offense and the defense a year ago. And the other thing that scares me, guys, the conference. So, like, we talk about the AFC East and the toughness and the idea of playing the AFC East, but, like, I just don't know where I'm finding seven playoff teams right now in the NFC. So 
you tell me coaching and playing smart football and a lot of that fundamental stuff that worked for the Giants last year, you could paint me a picture in which it works again this year. But the gut feel is 7 and 10, 8 and 9, probably taking a step back from 2022. Finally, House, Commanders. Oh, but, but, but before, before we move on, yes, this Giants team starts the season with the Cowboys at Arizona, at San Francisco, then they play Seattle, then they play at Miami and at Buffalo. If they That's could a go, rough stretch. It's very rough. If the Giants can get three of those games, Raheem, I think they're in excellent shape. Like, not good shape. Excellent shape. Even... That's one thing, and I'm glad you brought this up. If they go two and four in that schedule, maybe, you know, we talk about those adjusted win totals, Raheem. Maybe the Giants are a team that gets off to a rocky start and really responds and rebounds in the second half of the year. Is that something to consider? Yeah, that is definitely something to consider. I mean, when you look at starting week nine, they got the Raiders. And, I mean, you're going to play Washington twice. You got New England. You got Green Bay. You have some winnable games. And then you have... Week 17, you have the Rams, which they should be favored at. So this Rams team does not have a lot of depth. So they're three-point favorites right now. I expect it to close a little bit higher once the Rams start getting some injuries. So I think early on, how the Giants handle that schedule matters. And then one other thing I want to say is that the Giants have five games with the rest disadvantage compared to three with the rest advantage. So that's a thing that's going to hurt them this year. Uh, before we wrap up the NFC East, we got to wrap it up. The Commanders. House, it is a very low win total at six and a half. If you want to get involved with the Commanders to make the playoffs, we know the NFC East has been wacky over the years. Plus 310, buddy, for your C-words to have this feel-good resurgence season, make the playoffs. you have any interest? No. All I'm going to do is play the over on the win total. It requires them to win one less game than last year. There were eight, eight, and one last year. I don't, I think people are underestimating how bad the quarterback room was last year because they're, they're, they're all of the rankings. And it's fair to say the Sam Howe, Jacoby Brissett quarterback room is in the bottom three or four of the entire league. But the Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke quarterback room was atrocious last year, an abominable quarterback room. The only thing that Tyler Heineke was good at was delivering positivity to a franchise that otherwise suffered under negativity. And every time they snuck out a win, he would get uh, a new pair of Jordans for the offensive line. But Heineke, all, all things, all, all jokes aside, very good at short passing, very bad at really every other uh, element of, of, of quarterback play. It is a great unknown what's going to happen at quarterback. I personally am hoping that Jacoby Brissett plays great in this uh, training camp and comes in and arrives as the starting quarterback of the Washington football team this upcoming season. I hope he's the week one starter. I'm totally fine with Sam Howe. I just want him to, to, to have a little more development. I just don't think he's, he's ready yet. But, you know, I, you, you cannot overstate how important it is to have Dan Snyder and the oppressive daily weight of suckitude that is now out of the picture and what that does in terms of lifting up everybody's spirits and a positivity that's emanating throughout the organization. It's an over six and a half wins for me, JJ. House, where are these seven wins come from? Because when you look at this Washington football team schedule, and I still call them the Washington football team, they are favorites in week one. Six-point favorites in week one against Arizona. And then they're only favorite one other time for the rest of the year against the Chicago Bears in week five. Now, the one thing I will say is I've been looking at this schedule last night, and they're likely going to close as a favorite against the Giants week 11. They're plus one and a half right now, and they're likely going to close as a favorite in week 15 against the Rams. They're plus one right now. Yeah. But I'm not seeing... I'm not seeing a lot of these wins because when you look at this roster, there's still a, a bad offensive line. You spoke about the quarterback room. The quarterback room is no better this year. And the thing about Jacoby Brissett is that when he played with the Browns last year, they had a dominant offensive line. And they had a dominant run game. 
they don't ha- we don't have a dominant offensive line in Washington this year. So I don't know if he's going to thrive. And you saw him struggle with Miami. You saw him struggle when he doesn't have that offensive line. You saw. Him- so to me, I'm just I'm not seeing. I think this is going to be a top tier defense. But the one thing we know about defense is that from year to year, it's not as consistent as offense. So what is the case for the Washington Commanders going over? Because I don't see it. The bar is low. That's the most important thing, right? You only need to get to seven. You just went through four. In the NFC East, there are always surprises. I'll remind everybody, the Philadelphia Eagles were undefeated in November until they played on Monday Night Football. The Tyler Heineke-led Washington Seawards, who went out and ran the football down the Eagles' throat. There is always in the NFC East unexpected wins that will that, that, that come out of there. I don't mind Washington against New England. Who knows what version of Miami will exist when they play them? We'll get to, 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 to Miami, but if Mike White is the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, I'm not, I'm not afraid of that situation. So, I, I, again, it's a low bar. It's my enthusiasm for the thing. You asked me to try and make a credible case. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, 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 I'll be honest, but it's, it is a defense identity. It's a team with a defensive identity, and that defense carried them last year, and the bar is low, and that's the case to be made. Uh, I'm with you okay. on this, I mean, Raheem. That's fair. I'm with you. I think it's a hard case to go and find six and a half or seven wins for the commanders. The only caveat is we see some wacky crap happen in the NFC East with teams that are at the bottom of the projections the bottom of the Vegas odds, the FanDuel odds, and the 2022 New York Giants, they were an interesting test case. We've seen Washington in the past when they've been in this third and fourth spot find their way. Holy smokes, how did they win the division? How did they win nine games? I don't think it's happening this year, but just something to be mindful of. I think our favorite NFC's bet, though, is a family. Dallas Cowboys over nine and a half wins. Is that fair to say? I think that's our favorite bet. That's our East Coast bias NFC East bet. Strong endorse, yeah, without a doubt. Strong endorse from house. Without a, and, and, and while we're on the Commanders, I think I like the Arizona Cardinals Week One with the, with the plus six. Oh, I'm gonna wait well, to see if it six. goes okay, to seven. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, that's a lot of points. So lot I'm of still points. thinking on it, but I think that I think that's where I'm going to be at Week One. <laughs> a lot of points to be laying with the Commanders. All right, we'll get to the AFC East. It's going to be juicy. It's going to be box office. You got some big names. You got some star players. Is there value in someone other than Buffalo to go in the division? We'll find out from the boys next. This episode is brought to you by Viore. If you're sick and tired of your old traditional workout gear, then I have two words that will change everything. Viore clothing. This line of active wear is truly unbelievable. And here's why. Look, you've seen me. You've seen the shorts I do on YouTube. I walk around, I do stuff. I listen to podcasts when I walk. I make calls when I walk. I like to wear comfortable workout equipment, you know, like nothing nuts, just like a really nice pullover, comfortable pants to walk around. Viore is designed to work out in whatever you're doing, but it doesn't look or feel like you're working out at all. It's so freaking soft and comfortable. You'll never want to take it off. And here's the best part. You don't have to take it off. Wear Viore clothing to train, travel, or lounge around the house. I do a lot of lounge around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash ringer. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash ringer. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This might be the most fun division to break down in the entire NFL. The AFC East, you can make the argument, fellas, that this year it is the best division that the NFL has to offer. You have Buffalo and Josh Allen, their favorites to win the division on FanDuel at plus 130. You have Aaron Rodgers and the Hard Knocks New York Jets at plus 250. You have a playoff team from a year ago, my beloved Miami Dolphins at plus 290. And then in last the New England Patriots with Bill Belichick and company at plus 750. So Raheem, it's a fun division to break down. Obviously Buffalo has won the division each of the last three years, but there was some vulnerability within the bills last season. The bills get smoked in the playoffs by the Bengals. 
They didn't finish the season the way maybe people thought they were going to finish the season. And now there's all this chatter about Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen and whether or not they can sing Kumbaya. Do you think the Bills are at a point who last year, they were everybody's darlings. They were everybody's Super Bowl favorites. Are the Bills, dare I say, a little undervalued potentially going into the season? Or is that just total nonsense for me? I don't think they're undervalued at all. I think they're in a really tough division. I think they're in a division where I see Miami coming up. I think the Jets will be better. And I think New England will be better. So I think if anything, they're still overvalued. I think they're properly valued. The win total is sitting at 10 and a half. And I, that, that feels disrespectful. The problem is they play Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers twice, Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence, and Tua potentially twice. That is unbelievable. It's a function of how good the AFC is and, you know, what what looks to me like, you know, the ultimate in parity across the AFC. It's hard to come up with, you know, anybody getting to, to – 13 wins, even the chiefs, right? I, I have the ultimate respect for the chiefs, but I can't get to like 12 wins is as far as I can go with really any team in the entire AFC conference. Um, and, and, and the bills remain, you know, sort of the, the, the class of the AFC back to back 13 win seasons is pretty good. And when they win, they win big, you know, nine of those 13 wins were by nine or more points. Um, they are are due for some uh, uh, turnover regression, some positive turnover regression for them. Their problem is offensive line and running back, and it's been kind of a perennial thing. But with Josh Allen back there, he covers up a lot of that 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 kind of uh, you know the the vulnerability there. They still have a top ten front seven. They have a top five secondary. We respect the hell out of McDermott. Um, you know, the 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 quiet departure of their defensive coordinator last year, I'm not sure that that was uh, necessarily a bad thing. They couldn't um, stop the pass last year. They were bottom half in the league uh, against the pass, but a lot of that had to do with injury luck. So if they have just a little bit healthier uh, uh, secondary, they have the talent, Um I really think that, you know, the Buffalo could be right there again. And, and you know, 11 wins is, isn't crazy. Yeah, I think Poyer and Hyde are two keys, though. I'm glad you brought that up, Raheem. They need they need Poyer and Hyde to play big because they missed them at times last year. And it showed when they were not out there. The, the one thing I will say is that when you're looking at these high win totals, they don't tend to go over. Like Cleve T.A. said this on Twitter, but if you exclude Brady, Brady's New England teams and Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. NFL win totals of 10 and a half or more have only gone over 38% of the time. So you really need an elite cubic quarterback to exceed this. And they do have an elite quarterback in Josh Allen, but this is a guy who's turned the ball over at will last year. And like, I'm not sure that that's going to turn around. Like in some ways he's kind of really regressed. So I think Josh Allen is still a, a, a top tier quarterback. But when you look at the offensive line, when you look at the the run game, that's concerning. And then I think another concern for me is that Buffalo has the second toughest schedule this season. So they're playing the NFC East and they're also playing the chiefs. They're, 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 they're playing some tough teams. They're playing a, the, the, the AFC West as well. So I, I'm just not sure. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. There's a part of me that wants to take a flyer on Buffalo missing the playoffs. Wow. And I, I know that sounds crazy, okay. but every single year, there's a team that takes a step back. And if Josh Allen was to suffer an injury, this team could fall off a cliff. I want to get that right now for the people. Buffalo Bills, in case you're wondering, to miss the playoffs, if that's a market you want to get involved in. Wow, Raheem, plus 194. Not as high as I thought it would be, amigo. Plus 194. I mean, it's not a bad bet if you like it, if you're feeling frisky. I thought you might get like three to one odds on that. I thought you might get plus 350. So, mm. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it, it's going to happen for sure, but I just I look at the rest of this division and I see improvement all aboard. And I think if you get a Josh Allen injury, I mean, you look at that defense. I mean, Von Miller is is almost Larry Holmes status, flabby and sick. We know he's missed time. I, I mean, obviously, you get Trey White back like, at the end of last year, and and he's he's still the guy. But I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not seeing a 13-14 win Buffalo Bills team this year. I totally, I totally get agree. that. Listen, the yeah. win totals. Be careful with the win totals with a lot of these AFC teams. That's such a great point because. You're going to see a lot of, you know, rock 'em, sock 'em, a lot of evenly matched football when these teams are matching up. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Dolphins, Jets, Patriots, little Shark Tank. Got to invest in one of the three. I know House is not investing in Miami. Can we get House to invest in either the Jets or the Patriots? We'll find out next. There's a lot that could impress you about the all new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. All right, it's the worst kept secret. I think the Dolphins, if Tua is on the field this year, are going to be dynamic and outstanding, and I think there's value with them to win the division. House wants nothing to do with it. Here's my question to you, House, though. You have the Jets with Aaron Rodgers with a lot of talent on that team, a lot of expectations. You have the Patriots. They don't have a number one receiver. They still have Bill Belichick. In in theory, they should be better on offense just because they have an offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien. But clearly the worst team talent-wise, in my opinion, in the division. We know you're not investing in Miami. You're probably going to take them to miss the playoffs. The two angle, we talked about it on the show. Are you willing to invest in another AFC East team is my question. The answer is yes, and I already have. And, you know, for the sake of, of you know, full disclosure, I bet the Patriots over, um, you know, a, a, a while ago. And... Everything to me with the Patriots comes down to the difference between Matt Patricia and Bill O'Brien. I don't think it's it's really possible to overstate how horrendous Matt Patricia was. Like it, it, it he to me is the functional equivalent of um, uh, the the horny Ohio State coach who couldn't last a full season down in Jacksonville and got bounced and the impact he had on Trevor Lawrence's development and, and, and the difference, but Doug Peterson arrives and all of a sudden we see a genuine NFL quarterback. I think Matt Patricia had an equally uh, uh, bad impact on the entire Patriots offense. I, I, my issue with Miami, I absolutely respect the talent on both sides of the ball. It's incredible talent, but you know, we've talked about it. There's no debating who who they are without Tua? They're eight and one with with Tua as the starter last year. They were uh, you know an incredible offensive juggernaut with Tua. I don't. When's the last time Tua played a complete season at any level of football? I think it was high school. He's never done it. He's never done I mean, it. And listen, House, that's a fair critique to have. Here's what I would argue, though: they are better set up from a backup standpoint than they've been in the last three years. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why they have a quarterback that can come in and run a similar offense to what they are running with Tua. Teddy Bridgewater could not run that offense last year. Couldn't do it. Just didn't have the skill set to run it. Jacoby Brissett two years ago, couldn't do it. Didn't have the accuracy, didn't have the mobility, couldn't do it. I'm not saying that if 17 games of Mike White is presented in front of you, he's going to be able to run the offense. No, not not in the least. If you tell me that Mike White is playing for a month, Raheem, I think he could run that offense far better than the backups the Miami Dolphins have had over the last couple of years. And I think that helps them. I really do. Mm, I'm not sure how I feel about Mike White, but I know how I feel about Tua. And you guys listed all the stats. I mean, when Tua was in, the Dolphins were 8-3 and three to start the year. And I, 
I have to bet on that. I don't know if Tua's going to play 17 games, but I do know that he's practiced learning how to fall. I know that for sure. I do know that the Miami Dolphins, they added Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio is one of the best defensive coordinators in the league and has been for quite some time. I do know that they added Jalen Ramsey to put next to Xavier Howard. I know that they drafted Cam Smith out of South Carolina in the second round. So I'm expecting this defense to be better. And when you look at the defense last year, 24th in EPA per play, 26th in passing EPA. I know that the offense is going to be good as long as two is out there. Second in EPA per play on offense. They were scored 29 points in like half the games in which he played. So they can score points. If two is healthy, I like this Dolphins team. I like them over nine and a half wins. And I'm not saying it's just because JJ is here and he's hosting. And that's my <laughs> guy. But I also like him to win the AFC East. And I also like him to make the playoffs. Like, I'm taking all of those. I like this Dolphins team. Last year, we had to sweat out their win total, even with two of missing all those games. So I'm going right back to the well again. I think nine and a half is, is way short if this team is healthy. I like to make the playoffs bet. Because the win totals could get so freaking wacky in the AFC this year, I'm seeing the Dolphins at minus 105 on FanDuel to make the playoffs. And I know that might be my heart talking a little bit here. That's a bet I'm making. I'm also taking them to win the AFC East as well. I think there's some value. Guys, we didn't get to maybe the juiciest storyline in the AFC East. We'll wrap up the show with that. Mr. Rogers, what are the Jets going to do? That's coming up. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida. We'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. So maybe I'm saving the best for last. I don't know. House invested in the Patriots. Raheem and I are invested in the Dolphins. Nobody has mentioned Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. I know in townhouse, I can't escape it. Jet fans are giddy about practice. They're giddy about Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson. In theory, the Jets, who were very talented last year and had quarterback problems galore, you would think, oh, they're getting a, a future Hall of Famer. That's it. Everything should be figured out. Aaron Rodgers is also on the back nine of his career. Is he closer to what he was last year? Is he closer to that MVP form from two years ago? Jets, to me, one of the toughest teams to handicap. So I'm going to defer to you guys on this. Where do we stand on the 2023 New York Jets? JJ, I'm already on record. We did this last week. I bet them to miss the playoffs, but at plus odds. It was a plus odds bet. It was plus 125 when I got it. And really, it was just a function of how difficult their schedule looks to me at the beginning of the season. The Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs at the Broncos, uh, the Eagles, Giants, and Chargers. It's just a really hard start to the schedule. But the NFL and its infinite, you know, uh, manipulation and, and wisdom has has granted this New York Jets team the best rest advantage, an unprecedented rest advantage, the best rest advantage in the entire NFL. They 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 through weeks one through nine, they have two games outside of, of, of MetLife. Now they they do have uh, that incredible murderer's row uh, of teams that they go up against, but. All four of their division games in the second half of the season, they have rest advantage in, in those as well. So, look, this is the, the what's going to come down to is the ability of that offensive line to protect uh, Mr. Rogers. And they were bad last year. It was a bad offensive line um, to go along with the worst quarterback room in the entire league. Now, I, I do trust Aaron Rodgers. With this talent, with you know, he's he's got his comfort blanket guys along for the ride. L L Lazard, Miko Hardeman coming over, definitely going to be able to stretch the field. Um, I you, the big question mark about Bre how how will Brees Hall look when he comes back? You know, on the skill position side, 
But I do trust Rodgers in terms of mitigating some of the negative effects of that that um, pressure rate. Um, I, I like the Jets. I, I just think it's a, it's a really tough situation. I can see that. I'm going to point him to make the playoffs. Minus 134. I think it's a low total. Again, I'm not messing with the wins. I think the AFC East is going to have teams going to the postseason. Yes, you could see some cannibalization. I, I understand all of that. I do think there's something to be said, though, for what Buffalo and Miami and the Jets provide from a talent standpoint, a talent basis. And I think they may have a leg up and an edge on a couple of these teams that we're going to talk about in the AFC, maybe outside of Kansas City and outside, of course, of the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, boys. We don't have a favorite AFC East bet because we're all over the map. Raheem is all in on the Dolphins. I like it. House is New England or is it fading the Dolphins? Your favorite AFC East bet? No, I'm not fading the Dolphins. I just don't trust the situation at minus 110 for them to go over their win total. I'm actually going to dabble on that. I don't think that's a terrible price. I like the Patriots at plus money over their win total. And that's what I prefer to play. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to get a consensus uh, AFC East play here, boys. That's the way to yeah, I don't think crumbles. so either. I mean, like all of these teams have tough schedules. So I think we're going to see one or two of these teams like crash and burn. And it's our job to figure out which one. <laughs> that is not an easy task and proposition. On that note, good job by Raheem House. Want to thank the Wargon Warrior. Back next week, more division previews. East Coast Bias Boys right here on the Ringer Gambling Show, FanDuel TV. We'll talk next week. Must be 21 and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9 with it in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelpLineMA or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.